Good evening, guys. This is Julie Fleeman, Julie in the Red, Jeep Girl. Um, so last night, uh, I don't want to say I made a mistake because I didn't, but in the last 24 hours, things have become quite clear as far as things with the coronavirus goes. So I'm going to dedicate a little bit more time to that tonight, guys. Um, in Oklahoma, our lockdown procedures are not as stringent as other states. Um, but as for myself, I am going to highly encourage and advise anyone and everyone, if you don't have to be out, if you don't have to leave your house, Stay home. Stay away from people. I know it's really hard, but... Well, for some of us, it's really hard. For others, it's just like, oh, just another day. Um, just be, stay, be safe. Be smart. If you have to go out, just make it as quickly as possible. Um, it, it is weird for me to say this next bit because... I've always kind of thought, oh, wow, McAllister isn't that busy. I was born and raised here. I left for 12 years. I went to college. I lived out of town. Um, I, I've lived in a couple of different places from over in Velma, Oklahoma, down to Gainesville, Texas. And I always thought that McAllister was a relatively quiet and not so busy place as far as things to do and whatnot, but man, in the last week, the amount of people that I see on the highway on my way to work, um, it has just dwindled. It is so weird of things feeling like a ghost town right now. So, uh, just a gentle reminder to you guys. Uh, Hygiene you may not be thinking about. Uh, wash your eyeglasses. Sanitize your keys. Your cell phone. Get under your fingernails really, really well. Um, if you have to be out and about, the moment you get home, take a shower, change your clothes. Get those clothes in the washer. Um, this is not a drill. This is us trying to prevent the spreading of a very serious and very scary virus. Um, for myself, I was diagnosed with MS as a child. And when I go to work, I wear a mask that is reusable. I can wash it and sanitize it every night. And I put refillable filters in it uh, every day before I go to work. I'm a little, I am a little nervous over the next few days because my next shipment of filters is still not here. Um, I had the hardest time even finding some. There is, I didn't get to call Lowe's tonight, but there was none at Walmart in the painter's section. And it's just the simple, like, carbon or whatever filters. My mask itself has a little ventilator on it, and it is filled with four layers of antimicrobial material um, so that makes it very easy to wash and, and take care of and sanitize so 
if if you if you are able to acquire a mask like that, I do recommend that, provided that the moment you get home from being out all day, you clean it thoroughly and you sanitize it and replace the filters. Um, this next part, though, is going to be a shout-out to the local businesses. I said yesterday, if anybody has any businesses that they want people to be aware of the hours changing or things like that, I would let y'all know on here. Um, there's other resources that's going to get the information to you a lot faster than I will because I do this so late at night and because I have a whole day of work and, and dealing with family and people that come before this, um, yeah, there's just other methods that are going to be faster than me, but still, I'm going to share information as I receive it as its primary source, first and foremost. I'm not going to do something that's secondhand. Um, so, a uh, shout out to Liz. Thank you so much from Rosanna's Italian Restaurant in uh, Krebs. She let me know to give everyone a shout out on information for the restaurant as of now. It is not shut down. They have spaced out dining. Everyone is six feet away or further in the dining areas. But they are highly, highly encouraging people to do curbside pickup. Uh, and this is a shocker for many of us. Uh, you can now buy wine and beer with your curbside to-go orders. So if you're wanting a little vino or you need some beer, you can get that with your orders at Rosanna's uh, for the foreseeable future. That way you are not without your tasty treats. Some of my favorites from there that I'm always going to recommend is the uh, chicken parmesan with fettuccine alfredo. That is my favorite. It is like, it is my comfort food there. And along with the Kentucky pie that I don't think they make anymore, but this is just a hint to Liz. Please bring it back. I love you guys for it so much. I miss it. I need my fix. <laughs> so... Their current hours of operation, let me get back to their website real quick. Their current hours of operation, I believe, are still the same for the time being, but let me just check their page real quick. Um, let's see, about. All right. So their hours are going to be roughly 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, I believe, something like that, Some, something along that sort, and I'll also give you guys their phone number, um, uh, see their phone number, you can call them at 918-423-2055 to call in an order, and they will bring it out to your car. Uh, the other company I'm giving a shout out to, I didn't get permission, but I figured all knowledge is worth having, so I'm, I'm just passing this along from the McAllister News article. Um, Matt Hudson with McAllister To Go has an app, McAllister To Go app, or go to McAllisterToGo.com, and they will uh, 
They will deliver. They will go pick up your food and deliver it to you. Um, use the code TOGETHER, all caps, that's T-O-G-E-T-H-E-R, for free delivery when ordering through the McAllister To Go app. Um, they will bring you your food, and that keeps you from having to be out and about during this madness. Um, I'm trying to think of any other rest. No one else has contacted me yet, but if they do and when they do, I will absolutely let you guys know. Um, just be safe, be smart, stay home if you don't have to leave. Um, if you have a compromised immune system like me uh, and you're still having to go to work, the moment you get home from work, wash your mask if you're wearing a mask. Shower, get your clothes in the washer with some with detergent and sanitizer. Uh, take no chances right now, guys. Just uh, take no chances, and hopefully we'll get through this a lot faster. Um, let's see. What else was I going to talk about in accordance to that? Yeah, not much. Um, up next is an update on the McAllister Armed Forces Day Parade and Luncheon. It has been canceled for this year. However, we already have people signing up and gearing up for May of 2021. And we are very much looking forward to that. They are, we already have some people who are supposed to be here this year, including the Langston University Pride Marching Band. Um, they are, you know, unfortunately, campuses are getting closed as well. So um, they said it's just sad that we can't be there this year, but they will be here next year. And you guys don't want to miss that. So keep your calendars marked all the way out to May 2021. The other thing I was going to let you guys know is if you haven't, you should have gotten a notification from your local school as of now. They are closed until April 6th. However, a lot of school districts pulled together and they're going to be providing a free lunch and if not more every day. Just check your school's website out. See if, uh, you know, request the sign up time or the sign up sheet and get signed up for it so you can make sure your babies are getting fed during all of this and and that's one less stress off of parents so up next I don't have too much new with my car um, right now I ordered I didn't order anything yet. I've got a list of things I'm going to order uh, and get those things knocked. Not, not, wow. It's almost my bedtime, guys, so bear with me. It is 12.40 a.m. So, like I've told y'all in the past, I do this when I have the time to do it, and I decided to hop on here, give y'all some updates before I go to sleep land. Um, I still have to rave about the Chemical Guys interior cleaner. I It's been two weeks since I cleaned my car, and there is no dust collecting on my dash. And I'm really stunned about that, because little cars, they that's what they tend to collect a lot, a good amount of. Um, 
it's such a small space and for a lot of traffic in and out. Oh, oh my heavens, I am so sorry, guys. Um, yeah, uh, my car is staying clean. And usually when I do the uh, uh, armor all, things like that, it's like, oh, it's clean. And then like three weeks to a week later, dust is collected. There's noticeable spots. So with the Chemical Guys interior cleaner, I'm not having that issue. Things are staying cleaned even after they've been touched. There's no dust. There's no fingerprints. And I'm just like, okay, this stuff is like witchcraft or something because that's awesome. Uh, but that does lead me to my next point that I was going to make on here was, you know, I talked about, you know, disinfect the things you don't really think about. Okay, here is a few more, guys. Your shoes. When you get home, take them off at the door. Don't walk through your house with shoes on. Please, please, please do not, uh, do not take your shoes any further into the house and try to spray them with Lysol as often as you can. Um, on your car, wipe down your door handles inside and out every single night. Uh, your steering wheel, your shift handles, uh, anything that you are touching, you need to sanitize it in your car uh, regularly, very regularly right now. Um, don't touch your face. Talked about that last night. Not going to touch on it too much more. Um, okay, so... goodness I I don't have too much to say tonight um, because I usually wait a week before I do a podcast so I've had some time to build up some steam and right now um, I'm just kind of cutting these into smaller chunks as we go along so you guys have a more uh, real-time update comically enough with my shift handle in my car, the button I noticed, I think I told you guys last night about how I'm having an issue going from reverse to drive. I think it's something in the actual handle that is causing an error because it takes a moment for the stick to lock. And I noticed that my button, is like when I push it in, it's not exactly wanting to come all the way out. And I have to kind of wiggle it for it to pop back out. So when it comes to keeping your car clean, that is one of the important reasons you clean your car is so anything physically mechanical and not just, oh, it's a fluid. Oh, it's, you know, I need to change my oil or I need to change a filter. No, actual mechanical things on your car, especially in the interior. Um... Be sure and clean those because they can also cause things to malfunction. Dust, dust collecting or dust shouldn't can cause things to malfunction. Um, just be smart about it, guys. I, comically enough, found a replacement handle, which I was planning to do this already. 
but I didn't know I was going to buy one yet of all places. So I found, for a split second, I found a shift handle on Amazon that I really, really loved and it had really great reviews. And it was like $58 and then it disappeared, straight up disappeared. Well, it popped up on my Wish app. And it was $23. I think total was shipping. It was $30. So, yeah, two weeks ago, I ordered a new shift handle. It is not here yet, but it glows in the dark. You have to charge it with a micro USB. Glows in the dark has amazing reviews. It's the exact same one I was looking at on Amazon. So... I am excited, but also at the same time, I ordered it from Wish, so let, let's be smart here, people. I can't get my hopes up too terribly much because Wish says, oh, this is this much, and then you get it, and you're like, no, that almost wasn't even worth the money I paid for it, man. So, oh, I'm sorry. I'll try not to do that anymore. No promises, though, because this is my show, and... I'm going to barrel through it like I do everything else. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so I got a new shift handle. It's going to glow. It can change colors. It's going to have the Ford emblem on it. I really wanted one with the Mustang, but it's a Ford model car. So, or make. Um, so, yeah, it should work out just fine. Um... And if there's any blunders or anything hilarious that goes on with it, you're going to find out on this show because that's what I do. That's what I talk about on here. I also wanted to bring up my headlights one more time because I noticed an issue I'm having with them is sometimes when I turn my headlights on, they come on halfway and then I have to like hit my brights for them to come on completely and I'm just like, man, that is really weird. So I have to double check my wires and my cords and stuff. But I figured I would read to you verbatim what I did as far as uh, doing these headlights. And you can find this instructional of sorts that I did uh, on my blog. And you can find that on julianiman.com slash blog. And so let me pull that up. And I'm going to read to you the process uh, that it took for us to um, to get these headlights running correctly. Because there was um, there was there was not a lot of detail with these headlights. Not a lot of information on how to connect them. So um, on my blog, I also have the link to the headlights, which are through American Muscle. Uh, I'm not sponsored by them, but I'm just telling you where I got my stuff. So, here is the headlight installation that I did back in October, and I wrote this blog for it in January. So, I want this to be thorough for others pur purchasing these headlights. Overkill, maybe, but it will save you some time. Preparation, go to an auto store and and get, if you don't already have them, four pairs of male and female disconnects. Most have boxes of five sets or four butt connectors. 
I like the disconnects because it makes for an easier time at a later date and allows for more customization with less trouble later on. So if I'm wanting to add more features or more uh, bells and whistles to the front end of my car as far as fog lights, headlights, thing like, things like that, as far as electrically speaking, getting things grounded and, and everything, this is already setting your headlights up for those additions if you're wanting those. Um, it also allows for the easier removal of the headlights. Adding the female and male disconnects to the end of the wires instead of the clamp connects um, means that I can unplug the headlight without having to cut and recrimp clips in to get that uh, connection cycling. Uh, you're going to also need a pair of crimpers or a set of pliers. You need primary wire, positive and ground, 18 to 14 gauge, electrical tape, a multimeter reader, and the process is going to be that you connect all whites and put them into a female disconnect uh, from the headlight and then connect all the black wires from the headlight and put them in a female disconnect. Tape as needed so the wires are not tangled, making it easier to move the wires into place behind the casing. Cut a short length of primary wire from the spool and strip the ends, exposing the copper wire. Do the same with the ground wire. Place one end of each primary and ground into a male disconnect, leaving one end exposed. Use electrical tape to secure all disconnects. Use your voltage tester to find out which line is positive on the headlight connection in the car. That means the little thing that your headlight is going to plug into. Identify the low beam positive wire. To do this, turn the car on and turn the headlights onto low beam. Using the voltage tester, pick a colored wire, not black as that is usually your ground. The wire should read 12 volts. If it does not, then other wires, then the other wire is the low beam wire. There's not a lot of wires to work here with. Clearly, there's just like two colors on my car anyway. After this, connect the quick splice that comes with the headlights. Quick splices are what I call the crimp connects, uh, or what most people call them, uh, onto the low beam wire by sliding it into one side of the quick splice. After this, slide the primary positive wire, red is most common, into the other side of the quick splice using the pliers or crimper, clamp down the crimping tab in the middle to splice the two wires together. Use your electrical tape to secure. Take the female disconnect of the white wires on the new headlight and connect it into the male disconnect of the spliced primary wire that is attached to the low beam wire. Do the same process with the ground wire, usually black. The other wire is high beam wire and should not be involved unless you want the halos and LEDs to come on with the high beams instead of the low beams. Repeat process with other uh, headlight. Both headlights will probably need to be adjusted to or raised. There is a screw with a chrome flange on the upper corner portion of the back casing that allows vertical adjustment of the lights with a 9mm wrench and or socket. They can be horizontally adjusted. Also, you will probably have to take the headlight out to adjust it, then put it back in. Yeah, that was a little frustrating with these headlights. Most headlights, to adjust them, there's just a screw in the top of them that you use a screwdriver on, but unfortunately, mine did not come that way, so if I want to adjust my headlights, I have to pull them, I have to unlock them, 
and pull them out of their area a little bit to get to the screw that's going to adjust them. So that's just something to think about with those headlights. Um, let's see, this makes the adjustment process a little tedious. It absolutely does. And trial and error as you can not adjust them with the headlights in. Other than the adjustment portion of the install and the parts I needed to obtain myself, the install process was fairly easy with a bit of electrical know-how. Be careful not to have the car running while attaching and splicing the wires just for safety purposes. They look wonderful on my 2003 Mustang and it gives it a sharp and demanding look. So named Juby Janet Shelby Jackson the Red. So my headlights when I first connected them I did not think about testing them like I always forget to test things with the multimeter it seems like I feel like that's the thing I need to do the most and of course I'm like oh it's the most important thing and of course I get so anxious I forget it so just be sure to take your time uh, get a map uh, drawn out of how your wires are going to run uh, test which connections are which in the headlight harness that you're going to plug into and make sure that they're going to match up with the wires to the headlight according to its map. Um, depending on the headlight, some are just plug and play and you don't have to do any wire splicing or anything like that. Um, the reason I went with the kind that you have to do the wire splicing yourself is because it made the headlight so much cheaper to acquire. It was a little bit more time on my part, but I saved money and it looks amazing months later. Uh, last month, I also put a clear coat of Meguiar's headlight coating on my headlights and you only have to do that once a year to leave your headlights looking spotless and beautiful and shiny after you've done a restoration on them. Uh, also, with all of the rain in Oklahoma, I highly want to suggest to all of you to get either F11 um, Chemical Guys Ceramic Hybrid Wax or Carnaba Wax and wax your mirrors and uh, your external oh lord wax your external mirrors your windshield the outside of your passengers windows and your rear view window um, my process on that was I cleaned it regularly with some window cleaner and then I used a clay bar to pick up any insect contaminants or any little bits of grit and sand and other things that that do build up on your windshield and then I uh, after I got that cleaned with a clay bar I then proceeded to do a Carnaval wax polish on my windows my side windows and everything so it looks amazing. It's keeping them clear. The water rolls right off in the rain. However, uh, on your front windshield, when you're doing the waxing, once you have it polished, make sure it sits out in direct sunlight, if possible, to get the wax to cure to the window. That way it doesn't haze over or anything like that. It is fused and polished perfectly to the glass. Um, more than anything, if you have the Carnauba wax, Carnauba, I don't know how to say it, um, 
definitely do that, but if you have the option of doing F11, I'm going to highly recommend that. It's pretty expensive stuff, but it lasts a long time, and it just makes your windshield and your entire car look amazing. One thing I am not going to encourage you to do with it, though, is you see these videos on Facebook saying you don't have to wash your car before you spray it down with F11. Um, I can't stress this enough. I don't care what product it is. If you're going to be adding something that makes your car shiny and really, uh, um, really revitalizes the paint job and the windows and stuff, I don't care the chemical. I mean, I care, obviously, but do not ever apply a shine coat to a vehicle that you have not washed down to the clear coat. You are going to get contaminants stuck in the rag that you're polishing with. It's going to cause scratches on your paint job and your windows. It is just a nightmare, so do not do it. I cannot stress that enough. Uh, when you do F11 or a, a hybrid ceramics wax coating, anything of that sort, please, please, please wash your car, hand wash it, um, have a bucket to shake that rag out and, you know, something like a colander or like a bucket grid that goes in the bottom to rub the, the, the rag against so it gets all of the contaminants out and, you know, just wash panel by panel and then clay bar and then wash and rinse one more time and then apply your protectants um, to your car. Any type of shining shining product that's going to go on the exterior of your car is not going to bond well if there are contaminants still stuck in the paint. It's going to cause it to be spotty. It's going to cause damage because you're rubbing a rag against contaminants and it's going to mess up your paintwork even further. So please, I implore y'all, if you're taking care of your cars, if you're getting into cars, just to be an enthusiast, just as a hobby, that is going to be my number one stressor when it comes to cleaning the exterior of your car. Now, I had someone ask how I revitalized the wheels on my car, even though I haven't bought rims for it yet. I What I did, when I got this car in September, the wheels were so rusted over and so caked over with brake dust. What I ended up doing, because I was a little nervous, I didn't want to scratch it, I didn't want to use a Brillo pad, is I sprayed on, avoiding the rubber on the tires so you didn't have spin out, I sprayed on Goo Gone, and I let it sit and penetrate that rust, and then I just, uh, I used like a, um, a scrubber sponge for dishes, like a very low grit, if you will, not a lot, not something that, something that was going to be abrasive, but wasn't going to scratch. So I did the Goo Gone or any type of like WD-40 and I scrubbed it off. And then after I scrubbed it off, I washed the, t the wheel with soapy water and then I added my tire shine and my rim protectants over that. And that has just made the biggest difference. It made those rims look dang near factory. And they are factory. They're just beaten up pretty well. But it made them look 
exponentially better. So I think, oh, another thing I'm going to suggest, and I didn't learn this from anyone on YouTube. I didn't learn this uh, from anyone telling me beyond what I learned when I used to, for a while I was restoring pianos. Um, and I don't tune them, I restore them very basically. Um, I give them a good cleaning and when you clean a piano cabinet, you open up the top of it and you take off the bottom board and on one side you put a, like you cover it with a sheet or trash bags and you take the hose of a vacuum and you stick it in the top of the piano and then you take an air hose and you lay that in the bottom of the piano and you tape it down and you make sure everything's, you know, in that area is going to be behind the trash bag and you turn those on and what that does is it shakes out and it blows up dust that is sometimes hard to pick up with a vacuum. Uh, so one of the things I'm going to be doing to my car is I'm going to be blowing out the carpet and the seats and everything and shaking up and breaking up a lot of dust. Um, but when I do this, I'm going to have a, a blower of some sort, usually compressed air, or I can reverse the setting on my vacuum. And I'm going to stir up a lot of dust in my car. Um, be but before I do that, I'm going to tape my vents. I'm going to tape a few things. I'm going to protect the plastics and everything when I do this. But as for fabric and textiles, um... I'm going to have the blower and I'm going to have a vacuum. And anywhere that I direct forced air, I'm going to have a vacuum right next vacuum hose right next to it to pick that dirt up. And that is so it makes such a difference when you are doing when you're cleaning a piano, it gets it shakes the dust off the velvet on the key, on the key on the hammers that hit the strings it gets that dust off of there and that because that's usually unless you want to replace the velvet entirely that is a very tedious thing to do but I can apply it with cleaning my car as well so my suggestion to you is if you're gonna do this method that I am I am talking about make sure you have a respirator make sure you have proper eye protection wear gloves and be prepared to get dirty um, Usually when I do this, I did this to a car a few years ago. Um, when I do this, I have this little bitty air purifier that was like 30 bucks at Walmart. And so before I continue with my detailing, I'll, I'll blow the carpet out. I'll, I'll, you know, do it to the seats and everything just to get all that dirt shaken up. And I'll follow with the vacuum. But the next step I do is... I turn off the vacuum, I continue blowing the air and getting it stirred up, and I do that all over the car, and then I put the air purifier in, plug it in, blow things over one more time, and I turn the air purifier on, and I shut the door, and I just let the air purifier do its job of collecting as many contaminants hanging out in the air as much as possible because you don't want that going into your lungs as you continue to clean your car out. So if you do this method, take tape off your vents, uh, protect your plastics, 
make sure you get as many large bits of contaminants in your car as far as like gravel and dirt and everything make sure all of that is vacuumed out first and do this process before you continue on with the rest and you're going to have a lot better results in how much you got cleaned out of your vehicle so I am about I'm close to reaching 40 minutes um I can't think of anything else to say. I'm very tired. But I just wanted to let y'all know these updates give a little bit of advice that I've learned from myself, that I've done myself to my cars. Um, I know it sounds like a lot of work, but your lungs will appreciate you, especially if you do the blowout vacuum, blowout air purifier. Um... It just makes it cleaner and safer for you. Um, anything new, I'll update you on in the next few days. Who knows? This might be going from one week to an every single night type of situation. No promises, though, because my life is very busy and I went like three weeks between two of my podcasts. So hopefully that doesn't happen again because I love hopping on here and talking to you guys. But that is all for tonight. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're in the McAllister area, please try the McAllister To Go app for your food delivery so you don't have to leave your house. Especially order from Rosanna's Italian Kitchen and Krebs. And as soon as other businesses get a hold of me, I will give them a shout out on here. And just get, get the word out to people. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Y'all have a great night. Practice, you know, a little extra hygiene. 20, sec 20 to 30 seconds washing your hands. Brush your teeth. Comb your hair. All that good stuff. So anyway, y'all have a great night. I'm going to go to sleep. And I'll talk to you next time.